Hey guys, it's Denver here and welcome to another episode of my podcast. If the audio is not great, it's because I am in a hotel room in New York City right now. And today I want to talk about cheat meals. And yesterday, post-workout, I had 60 grams of whey protein, a large slice of pizza, and then I had two donuts. And the guy at the donut shop was like, I'm sure you never ever have these because look how good you look. So, you know, I guess you can have a treat, right? And he was kind of right because I never have them and I haven't had that particular donut from that shop in like 12 years. So, you know, when it comes to like cheat meals, people think that it's something that, or when it comes to eating fun foods, I should say, people think it's something that you shouldn't do, you're breaking the rules, um, and the whole name cheat meals implies that you are doing the wrong thing. However, with the art and skill and knowledge of flexible dieting and nutritional education, you're able to fit these things into your macros and still enjoy life and still stay on track. And that's really cool. And that's, you know, the whole goal of if it fits your macros or flexible dieting and creating a sustainable lifestyle where you can still think about your goals, getting your protein intake, getting in your fruits and vegetables, focusing on your calorie target and still enjoy other foods as well and not really have too much of a concern there. But when it comes to cheat meals, people who typically focus on only eating certain foods day to day, like only your healthy, non-processed foods or minimally processed foods, they're the ones who typically look for that cheat meal as soon as possible. And many years ago, before I started implementing flexible dieting, I would give people a meal plan. And one of the first questions would be, when do I get a cheat meal? And it would actually drive me crazy because people wouldn't even look at the foods that were included in the plan. They wouldn't even look at the variety that's offered already, Um, you know, substitutions that they could have with food selection and things like that. They just wanted to know, when do I get a cheat meal? When do I get rewarded for, you know, five or six days of dieting? And that's typically the format of a cheat meal where you would follow your meal plan for Monday to Friday and then Saturday you get a cheat meal back on track on Sunday probably Um, and the issue there's a lot of issues with cheat meals to be honest and it's something that has definitely um, isn't the norm anymore like it's definitely shifted to something else like I think flexible dieting has really changed the game and I guess people are now saying it fits my macros or if it fits your macros rather than saying cheat meal cheat meal every time they eat something that is deemed you know inappropriate or not ideal for a uh, bodybuilder or fitness model or anyone looking to improve their health. But the question today is, like, why do cheat meals exist? What are the expected benefits? What's the reality of a cheat meal? And um, what would be a better approach towards something like this? So first of all, the reason why cheat meals exist is because people often think that if they diet consistently for too long, their metabolism is going to slow down. So if they have a cheat meal, something their body isn't used to, and honestly, I've even read this as well, people saying because their body isn't hasn't had this particular food in so long, when they have it, it's a really good shock to the system, and then they get better results and their metabolism is firing and everything's crazy good. And they're so hungry the next day because their metabolism has improved so much. And Uh, All this other BS, basically, and, you know, when they break it down to a specific food causing that, you know, reaction, it's ridiculous. But the honest goal here is to spike their metabolism and to improve 
their progress over time and be able to stick to the diet as well um, from on Monday to Friday or you know Sunday to Friday to get the results that they want. So I guess a cheat meal is kind of like a reward for your efforts. You diet for six days in a week, you get to have one day where you're relaxed or one meal where you just eat whatever you want and it's kind of like you're still ahead of the game because you're dieting for six days you're more than likely going to be in a calorie deficit at the end of that seven day block so therefore you're going to be all good now when we break it down a little bit further a cheat meal is essentially a opportunity to eat whatever you want to eat there is no limit in general it's kind of like yeah i'm gonna have pizza and donuts like i did because it's a cheat meal i'm gonna have cake and ice cream because it's a cheat meal i'm gonna go to a buffet and eat everything i can because it's my cheat day or cheat meal and there's no real context in regards to like what or like no real guideline i guess in regards to how much carbohydrates to have how much fat to have how much protein to have how much fiber to have uh, anything like that it's pretty much just like hey you get a cheat meal go and have whatever you want and in a way, it's kind of like a psychological break. It gives your body a chance to, or your mind, I should say. It gives your mind a chance to just reset, uh, relax, enjoy life, enjoy normal living. But at the same time, there are some concerns because if you're dieting hard for six days of the week, when that cheat day or cheat meal comes, your likeliness of over-consuming calories or having a, just a ton of food is way higher because you are essentially starved. Whereas if you're someone who's dieting, maybe not so low on calories, something a little bit more sustainable and you're not having a cheat day, then over a seven day period, you're going to be in a bigger calorie deficit for sure. So you're going to get better results, better outcomes in that regard. But also you're not going to have that, uh, you're not going to be inclined to just binge and eat everything in sight because you're not super hungry. And one thing that I like to do when I go out and eat something different and even like after training yesterday when I had the pizza and the donuts is I have a protein shake with it. So I have a protein shake first, then I have whatever else it might be. And by doing that, I'm actually blunting my hunger a little bit, giving my body the nutrients that it needs to obviously build and maintain lean mass, but also blunting hunger. So I'm reducing the ability or reducing the uh, potential of me overconsuming calories because of hunger. No different to go into the grocery store when you're starving and you end up buying everything. If you go to dinner or whatever it might be and you're super hungry and you've dieted hard for six days, you're going to overconsume calories or you're going to eat way more than you would have if you were just eating like a normal person day to day. But getting back to the goals of a cheat meal. The one goal is to improve your metabolic rate or improve your metabolism. The other goal is to have a good psychological break. Another goal is to have the ability to be social whilst you're still focusing on your goals in regards to your health and fitness or fat loss on a bigger scale. And then another goal would be to have better training performance or better energy when you're back in the gym. So what is the reality around a cheat meal? Well, if we look at nutrition and break it down to like a simple way of thinking, we track our calories or our macros and micros on a day-to-day -day basis and that equates to a certain amount of calories consumed over a seven-day period and if you look at things at in seven-day blocks that is a good way to assess whether or not we're seeing progress based on our current methods and being able to adjust things based on progress and even like fortnightly check-ins with yourself is also a good way as well so if you're consistently eating the same amount of calories 
for 14 days in a row, you can really see whether or not your body is shifting towards the goals that you're looking for, whether it be fat loss or muscle gain or improved energy, health, sleep, things like that. So we need to have a certain amount of data which is consistent and accurate over time to really be able to know um, or be clear on whether or not things are heading in the right direction. So the reality of a cheat meal is you're breaking that consistency and you're putting mud in the water and you really can't accurately track what's working and what isn't because you're not accounting for the amount of calories coming in on that cheat day or that cheat meal. So when we look at calories on a day-to-day basis and then we look at it added on a seven day block, if people are consuming the same amount of calories every day, say 2000 calories per day, over seven days, that's 14,000 calories, right? If you're doing six days a week at 2000 calories per day, that's 12,000 calories. But then on the weekend, you go out and you have 5000 calories over a weekend over a cheat meal or cheat day or whatever it might be, you've now consumed 17,000 calories, which is a lot more than 14,000 calories. And it's going to show a negative effect as a result. Now that's looking at it in short term thinking and comparing calorie intakes to calorie intakes. But then we also have to think about your calorie output. So if you are only consuming 2000 calories per day, and you're in a calorie deficit and your energy levels are quite low, then your activity levels are going to be suffering as a result of that as well, right? So that person who's only eating 2000 calories per day, and 14,000 calories over the week, their activity levels might be quite low. And then you've got someone who has a cheat meal, and they have that 5000 calorie day, and all of a sudden they feel revived, they have all this energy. And then the following week, because of all that increased energy, they go out and become more active, they do more things, they walk around more, they train harder in the gym. By the end of that next week, if they didn't do a cheat meal the next week, maybe they'd be in a better place than the person who just eats the same amount of calories every day, the rigid eating. So hopefully that makes sense. But when you bring more food in, there is a possibility of you having greater energy, so greater training performance and just moving more and your body just utilizing that energy. And that's one of the things that people really focus on around cheat meals. They say, wow, I feel so much more energized. I look awesome. I look more vascular. I look fuller. Everything's great. And they kind of just repeat this week to week. In some cases it works, in some other cases it doesn't work. And in every case, it's more a matter of figuring out how it works, why it works, and what a better approach might be, which is what we're gonna get into today. So generally when people say to me, hey, when do I get a cheat meal? My preferred answer is, let's learn how to fit those fun foods that you're looking to have into your macros. So let's learn about nutrition. Like, please watch the videos and information that I provide on how to incorporate flexible dieting, how to learn more about nutrition and how you can fit those fun foods into your plan. At the same time, I look to include the, the foods that they like already in their plan straight away. So there is little need for that cheat meal. Like they're not eating chicken and broccoli and kale and spinach and not much else. They're eating the foods that they like at the measurements and macros that are needed or suitable towards their goals. Now, when it comes to eating out, and having social occasions or like weddings or birthdays or whatever it might be, this is a time where people often say, hey, look, I can't track my macros or I'm not going to be super accurate. What should I do? How can I navigate around this and still stay on my goals? Knowing that, you know, my total calories for the week are going to be quite important. And there are going to be times in the diet where having a higher amount of carbohydrates only, so like refeeds, are beneficial. 
and you do actually want to maintain that consistency where you do have your rigid dieting or you're hitting your macros perfectly and you do have that higher carbohydrate day if that's what you do and I'm not going to get into refeeds today we're going to stick to cheat meals for right now but you know you want to have that consistency over time so how do you navigate eating out and being social and things like that well what I like to do is I don't like to call them cheat meals at all I am open to people eating things that are not hitting their macros going off track to a small degree guesstimating things like that but I don't call them cheat meals I call them relaxed meals so if you have a different approach to it a different mindset it's possible that you're not going to attack it uh, by eating as much as possible because it's not a cheat meal you're not doing the wrong thing you're not going all in and just having as much as you can because tomorrow you have to go back to your boring lifestyle it's just a relaxed approach where today for this particular meal I'm going to maybe guesstimate what I'm eating I'm gonna have a bit of a relax or I'm not even gonna think about what I'm eating but at the same time I'm not going to eat till I'm sick I'm just gonna enjoy myself enjoy the company of you know the people that I'm around and enjoy the moment whatever wherever you might be now although I'm open to having relaxed meals I do have a few rules in place rule number one is that you have to have some consistency with your nutrition over a period of time maybe it's two weeks maybe it's four weeks where you're consistently tracking your intake you're learning more about the nutrient contents of foods you're getting your body adapted to the amount of calories coming in and you're creating structure and a good lifestyle that's number one number two is you need to also be close to or leaning towards your goals so you have to be seeing positive results positive outcomes from your current approach which then allows us to know, yes, you're in a calorie deficit over time, or yes, you're in a calorie surplus over time, whether the goal is fat loss or muscle gain. So in a way, you have to earn that relaxed meal through investing time in becoming educated around food, investing time in regards to being consistent with your nutrition, and number three, actually getting the results that you expect before you reduce that level of consistency. So. Being accurate over time helps us to really know what's working, what isn't working, making adjustments, ensuring things are working. Then we start to say, hey, you know what? We're in the right track. You can probably have a day here or there where you're not super accurate and still see positive changes. Now, in regards to actionable steps around relaxed meals or cheat meals and like, can you have them? How can you implement them, etc.? What I like to say is that once you've done what I've already said and you've learned nutrition and you're seeing positive results, you can have that guesstimated meal where you're eating mindfully, you're thinking about having enough protein over the day, you're still being conscious of the calorie amount without actually tracking it. And then the next level up is where you're basically just eating whatever you want to and not being mindful of it, not really tracking it, not really caring being that person who's super fit and lean and eating all the crazy foods that people are like, what are you doing? That's so not like you, that's off your plan or whatever. Um, you know, having that approach, if you are to do that, or even let's just say it's around alcohol, like you went out and you drank heaps and you got smashed and people are like, you're the fitness person. Like, what are you doing? That's not, that's out of character for you to do that. Like, how are you getting away with that and looking so good? That individual 
has to be close to their target body weight or target body goal or living a sustainable lifestyle already where they're not setting themselves up for that kind of failure consistently over time, but they're just doing it now and then for fun because they're able to, because they've reached their goal, because they've put in work over days, weeks, months, and years, they're able to do that, get away with it and not really stress about it too much. So overall, assuming you don't have a very strict time-based goal where you're fighting against the clock because you have too much weight to lose and not enough time to lose it for a competition or for a wedding or a photo shoot or whatever it might be, outside of that, I would say having a relaxed meal or eating mindfully is something you can do a little bit more often. You know, you could do it once per week, I would say, and still see positive results. Obviously, as I said before, assuming you already are getting positive results over time and you already understand the nutrient content of foods and you have a healthy relationship with food as well. You could have that meal once per week where it's relaxed or where you're eating out and you're still tracking it, but you know it's not going to be really consistent because when is it ever consistent, right? Like when we go out to eat and we track our food and stuff, we're doing doing the best we can, but we're not accurately, consistently tracking everything. And that's because someone else is preparing the food for us. They're not like super focused on weighing every single ingredient that they add to that food. So when we have nutritional panels for like a grilled burger, for example, that's just the best case scenario of what the assumed calorie content or macros are. But they're, I believe, allowed to have up to a 20% inconsistency uh, or level of inconsistency. So they're able to be like, hey, you know what? This is not right, but it's within 20% of what is accurate. So that's totally fine. So that's good to note as well, just in case you didn't know that. Now, so we got relaxed meals once per week on average, if you like, if everything's moving forwards in a positive way. What about that person who does the, the YOLO approach? You only live once, do whatever you want, let's get wasted, let's eat three pizzas and ice cream and be sick, or go to a buffet and just go all out that one time. How do they get around staying on their goals, or how do they do that and still you know, not really stress about it? And that is the individual that I mentioned previously who is already at their goal body weight, their their goal body composition. They're doing everything right most of the time over many years. So they're able to just be like, yeah, who cares? I'm not going to stress about this too much because my lifestyle doesn't revolve around having a relaxed meal or a binge every week. It's just me living my life to a certain degree now and then. That person, I would say, would do something like that probably like once every three months you know, once every six months even, maybe around Christmas or the holidays, things like that. You know what, I would probably say like during periods of holidays, that's probably when it's more, they're more inclined to do that. But by nature, it's not really their goal or their focus to do things like that because they have a lifestyle that revolves around eating towards their goals, training performance goals, not just how they look, and eating towards good health as well. So there's no real recommendation around this, but at most I would say, once per month at most, but probably like once every two to three months. You you don't really care. And I'm talking about eating all out, like just whatever you want. If you're someone who is close to their goal, you can obviously do the relaxed meal every week, no stress. And that's a little bit more structured in a way, a little bit not over the top. You're not getting drunk every week or anything like that. But relaxed meals once per week, the YOLO approach once every three months or so, And that's pretty much it, I would say. So moving forward, you want to start to think about, hey, do I know enough about nutrition to have a relaxed meal? Am I working towards my goals? Am I seeing positive outcomes? 
Are things improving in a positive nature? And also, what are refeeds? What did he talk about with refeeds? Maybe refeeds are the answer that I really need to know um, to get to the results that I want, to have that improved energy outcome and eating more calories, but also keeping things very structured and being goal-focused. So that's a thought I'm going to leave you with. Thanks a lot for listening to my podcast today. I think I managed to keep it under 20 minutes, which is my, you know, my little goal on the side. Have a great day. And as always, please leave a five-star rating and a review. And I will speak to you guys soon.